Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Expert to Authority show. My name is Simone Vincenzi and I'm your host. And this is the show for coaches, speakers and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. Every week, we give you a brand new episode, sometimes featuring some of our clients and sharing their journeys. Sometimes I'll give you a solo episode where I share some of the things that we do behind the scene here at GTEx. And then other times we have incredible guests uh, like today to talk about how to become an authority in your space, either to give you how-tos and tips or to share their journeys and their stories. Uh, before we start, a couple of things. So today, first of all, we're going to talk about uh, um, creating uh, high converting sales pages. So if you want to create a long form sales page to sell a product or a service, we're going to look at what structure, what kind of things to put in there. Uh, so that's going to be the topic of the day. If you have not subscribed yet and you're new to the show, make sure you hit the subscribe button. If uh, you are uh, returning uh, listeners, then welcome. Welcome back. Uh, last thing is, uh, if you, you know that uh, uh, to, to get clients, uh, creating a high converting presentation, having a webinar presentation is one of the best things you, uh, you can have in place, uh, um, particular when you can get pre-qualified appointments or you can get sales straight away. And I've been running more than 700 webinars. Um, so I know a thing or two about them. Some of them made a lot of money. Some of them made nothing, made it, all the mistakes that you can think of. And I wanted to create something to make it easier for you to run your own webinar. It's called the Webinar Conversion Kit. Um, it's a kit that in one place it gives you a structured presentation that you can use in multiple situations, not, not only on your webinars, to convert and to get clients. So you will have the slide deck, you will have the resources, social media posts to promote the webinar, everything that you can think of that you need to create and launch and sell with webinars then is in the webinar conversion kit and is only $29.99, so less than $30.00. Check the link in the show notes uh, is the webinar conversion kit and you can find it as well if you're listening at webinarconversionkit.com. So it's webinarconversionkit.com and you can check it out. Now it is time to start with the interview of the day. Uh, let me introduce our guest. He's a former psychology researcher turned direct response marketing consultant and a sales funnel copywriter. Is best known for breaking down 100 proven sales letters in 100 days to uncover the master secrets of the best copywriters of all time while documenting its process through daily YouTube videos. Today is going to be with us. We're going to talk about how to create a profitable sales page that converts on cold traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Chaba Bozashi. Welcome Chaba. How are you doing? Hey, Simona, thank you so much for inviting me. It's great to be here. I'm doing really well. How about you? Um, I'm incredibly well. As I mentioned before, I just came back from Sicily. Oh, I had awesome. a great time. And uh, now back in London, back to work uh, and back to the podcast. So um, let's start with you. Uh, let's, uh, you started your career. You didn't start your career as a copywriter. Like You were a former psychology researcher. And then you got a passion for copywriting. Yes. What were you doing as a psychology researcher? I'm curious. Yeah, well, actually, psychology was my second university degree because I, I did uh, economics before that. But I always felt more 
aligned to understand how the human mind functions. Because it's one thing to, you know, look at all these supposedly objective economic forces and business and stuff like that. But if we think about behavioral economics, people behave irrationally. So I started diving deeper into psychology. Uh, I started a, a psychology, psychology um, uh, degree as well. And I uh, found myself researching cognitive psychology and, and specifically within that internal motivation, intrinsic motivation, like how we uh, do stuff without external stimuli, without, you know, the promise of money or with, without uh, the promise of uh, a punishment or something like that. And uh, what was the most fascinating thing you have discovered in that process? Uh, well, one thing that definitely struck with me, and it was especially useful after on when I became a copywriter, is that w- people are very irrational, very emotional uh, creatures. It's, it's normal. Uh, we make decisions based on emotion, and then we justify it with logic. And uh, that's how we evolved. That's how our, our, our brains and everything evolved. Um, and on the surface, you know, a lot of people talk, uh, talk about this. Like, yes, we... You have to appeal to emotions. Your copy has to be emotional. But I think one thing that was especially useful for me is because I better understood the the, the neuropsychological aspects of why this is the case, for example. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating on, uh, you know, how we, as human beings, we come up for a logical response for everything. Yeah, because it's, I need this and I want to yeah. buy this and because of this reason. But most of the time, we are just fulfilling uh, an emotional need. And that's also what we're going to talk about when we're going to uh, dissect uh, landing pages and sales pages mm-hmm. um, in a moment. But where did the love from copywriting then came from? Uh, well, you know, I was always a, a type of person who wants to understand everything from different angles. And after my university studies, I wanted to apply for a PhD in, uh, in behavioral finance, uh, but I didn't get in to the place where I wanted to get in. I'm originally from Romania. Actually, I'm Hungarian, and now I live in Budapest, Hungary, but I was born and raised in Romania uh, as a minority. And um, uh, I wanted to apply for the Netherlands and to Germany, you know, that had some uh, allowances as well, uh, but didn't really get in. Um, and then I, I said, you know, let's go and try to work for the private sector. So I started working for IBM first as a, a sales support specialist. I worked there for a few years. Then I uh, joined a, a wealth management company where I was like a direct salesperson. Uh, I really hated that job, but <laughs> I definitely learned a lot from that. Yeah. And then after, after leaving that job, that's when I started just becoming a freelance copywriter. And a few of my friends here in Budapest have already been doing it. And uh, I could already see, uh, you know, um, potential in it. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts from Tim Ferriss and Ramit Sethi and, you know, people that, hey, you should start your own business or you should start doing something. Just get away from the typical nine to five it resonated with me. And then that's how I got started. And that's where you are. I'm curious because uh, copywriting is a skill which is uh, definitely based on language and mastering the language that you're speaking. And English is not my first language. Mm-hmm. English is not your first language as well. 
So when you started your career as copywriter, did you start in English or did yes. you start in Romanian or Hungarian? No, it was all English. I never worked in Romanian or Hungarian actually ever. Like I never had a client or never had a project in Hungarian. I helped out a few fans, uh, but that's it. I was always in English because I wanted to go to the source immediately because the best copywriters, the best experts in this niche, they mostly live in the United States. And mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to learn from the best and I wanted to work from with the best. And ever since I was a child, like I, I did study English. I started watching Cartoon Network, you know, and then I played a lot of computer games in English. I, I role playing games, you know, and I, I, I read the dialogue and I read the backstories. And then I uh, my first university was also in English. Uh, so it wasn't that hard, actually. So you didn't have like major challenges in adapting or um finding like refining your your ring like your written english in this case um well not really uh although it's funny like now when i reread some of the things that i wrote in the beginning of my career like five years ago um it sounds funny sometimes it's not bad but it's mostly like it's not like the language or the grammar is bad but but you know the the text doesn't really flow so nicely or it's much more forced you know it sounds uh in quotes i'm saying funnier you know uh yeah yeah it's not so smooth i hear you i hear you i was curious because uh like i write a lot of copies uh, like all of our our emails and the landing pages uh, i write all of them and uh, um yeah the beginning was a challenge at the beginning was definitely a challenge and then now (laughs) i I cannot write in italian i can only write in english which is very weird so hard right it's so yeah i'm doing i'm doing a training this evening for an italian audience uh, um (laughs) and we did uh, the first with daniela which we both Mm -hmm. met at the the mastermind and the first one um uh like teaching in italian when i've learned everything in english uh, is uh it's hard. It's actually very hard. Yeah, and it's like, hard. how do you tell, how do you call that thing like the lead? Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Like exactly. What's the Italian word for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started with the, with, with the copy. So uh, uh, before we go through the distinction of uh, like, of what to put in a, in a long form copy to sell to cold audience, uh, can you define uh, what is the main difference uh, just for people that might be a bit newer between uh, like actually when is long copy appropriate not the difference when is long copy appropriate because i'm assuming it's not appropriate everywhere yes yes that's a great question uh and a lot of people ask this and a lot of people uh always come up with these uh, doom and gloom stories for long copy oh long copy is dead nobody reads long copy anymore like who would read the 20 30 40 page sales letter or something but if you look at video sales letters, if you look at the best campaigns from Agora Financial, from a lot of these big direct response companies, they all still use direct, uh, like long form copy. And uh, this is especially true for cold traffic. So uh, for cold traffic, if you want to sell something, you need long copy in most cases. And here's why. It's not because you want to bore them with your copy or it's not because you couldn't really make it work in some situations with short copy. But because copywriting is basically salesmanship in print, you're trying to um, simulate a one-on-one conversation with someone who's a cold prospect. And back in the day, in one-on-one selling, you have like one hour to like go to their house, 
start explaining the product, demonstrate it, make a whole marketing argument for your case so that by the end of it, they either buy or not. And we all know that the biggest conversion rates always come from one-on-one interactions, from like one-on-one sales calls, one-on-one interactions in masterminds or something like that. And the best way to simulate this is with long copy because that's the only way to shift enough of their beliefs and to answer enough of their objections so that they buy something on the internet. So that would be my short version. That would be that would be the part because it, it's interesting. Like a lot of people, uh, I love what you said about long form copy simulates uh, the interaction that you have one to one with a client. Because what do you do? You try to understand them. You see what they are, uh, who they are, um, what uh, what are the problems that they have, what kind of things they're looking for. So there are all these elements that you will explore naturally. But uh, online is uh, when you're looking at a page, uh, the attention is so quick. Like either you get them from the beginning or you don't. And uh, now you need to have something that simulates that conversation and respond. So uh, let's look at the... Uh, um, at the element uh, actually now I have another question before um, is there a limit or like a price limit for long copy uh, do you mean like if, you, if your product is priced at a certain level yeah, how long yeah. should... like is there a particular price point where you say actually well there are a few generalities but nothing is written in stone like generally the more expensive your product the longer your copy needs to be and this doesn't always have to be on a single sales page if you look at a sales funnel if you look at like someone subscribes to uh, your email list because they requested a lead magnet that lead magnet is already a certain part of the whole longer uh, arching marketing conversation that you're trying to uh, give them. And then they read your emails. Again, the a- idea here is that you have to shift enough beliefs. And sometimes when you're selling a high ticket program, coaching program, for example, uh, well, it's better to have like direct sales calls with those people. Still, it converts better. But let's say you're selling a $1,000 course. It's still, uh, it's not an impulse buy for most people. It's still a significant amount of money. And, uh, but it's not, you know, enough so that you have, in most cases, like one-on-one, one-hour calls with every single person, for example, if you have a course. So in that case, especially if the course is like, let's say priced higher, or the contents of the course is more abstract, or it needs more work from people or something, then you need more copy because you can make, you can, come up with way more proof elements. You can shift more of their beliefs and your whole marketing argument can become way stronger. It's like you're a lawyer uh, or like a prosecutor and you're trying to prove a point in front of a a judge. Um, Sometimes you need enough time and space to show all your proof elements and to, let's say, convict someone as guilty based on all these proof elements. So... Basically, we can use long copy for different price points uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, long copy can lead to a call to action with booking a call Mm -hmm. or we making a direct purchase. That depends on your sales process. So now let's look at the pages. Let's look at the page. So we want to create a long form page to particular to put in front of call prospects. There are people that don't know about us. They just, they see the message, they click and then they see that page. What are the elements that must be on that page? Um, so if someone is uh, thinking to write, then it can almost have like a checklist. Say I need mm-hmm. to think about this first, then second, then third, then fourth. 
Yeah, great question. Um, and and uh, based on the 100-day proven sales letter challenge that I did, in which I broke down 100 proven ads, all sorts of like long-form sales letters and even space ads and megalogs and stuff like that, there are almost always universal elements that you have to include. But before, before we cover this, it's very important to mention that your sales letter, although it's the central part of your funnel, it doesn't live in a vacuum. So it also depends on who is the traffic that you're basically funneling to that sales page. Because if they're not interested in it, if they're not um, if there's a fundamental mismatch between what you're trying to offer and what they're interested in, then you can have the best sale. You can hire Gary Ben Savanga and, and your, your sales page is still going to bomb. And Gary Halbert, legendary copywriter, actually said that if there's one thing that he would pick to guarantee the success of a campaign, it would be a starving crowd. So you need, they might be cold. That's okay, but they need to have an urgent problem and certain wants and desires that you want to uh, target with your sales message. So that's one thing. And another very important thing to mention first is that people buy solutions to problems they want resolved so that they feel, they no longer feel the pain. So people are buying basically solutions to their pains. And you have to keep this in mind when you create a sales message, because the first part of your sales message, which we often call the headline or the lead or the hook, is always related to this number one core pain, and it teases that number one desire. However, since it's a cold audience, it's not enough nowadays in most markets or most industries to just give them a promise and appeal to their or, or come up with the problem solution type of headline. It's not enough. You also have to uh, come up with a unique mechanism, for example. And I don't know, would you, do you want to like go deeper into the first few parts of the let's, sales page? Let's go, yeah, let's go, let's go. Um, because there are like, okay, let, let me just give you like a very quick level overview of what's needed for the sales page. And then, uh, and then we'll dive deeper into the headline part and the lead part because this accounts for 80% of the success of let's the sales page. Yeah. So basically what you always need is some sort of open which includes a headline, which includes a lead. And the aim of the lead is basically to follow up on your headline and uh, build emotional desire for people actually consuming the message itself. And this has to be very emotional. It's, it, this isn't, isn't the place to convince them with facts or statistics or something like that. You tease uh, a new, different, and superior solution compared to anything else they've seen before. And you uh, basically build desire for why they should learn more, why they should read. So you're selling consumption on the sales page. Then the next part has to be some sort of emotional connection where you basically share your own story. You know, this is one of the most common ways to do this is to uh, use a hero's journey story or a discovery story in which you... Um, explain how you also struggled with this problem, let's say weight loss, how you also struggled with this, how you discovered something. And uh, you basically, uh, in this part, this is the meat of your sales letter, the biggest part. All you're doing is you're uh, coming up with claims, but then you're backing it off with proof. And you're explaining you know, how this would help them reach their desires. And you're repeating this like three times. Then you need some sort of... What do you mean about repeating it three times? Uh, I mean, at least three times uh, because, you know, one is coincidence, two is still coincident, but 
two is like a still coincidence and three is a pattern. So uh, just like when you say, let's say I want to say that, um, you know, um, my weight loss pill, for example, uh, helps you lose 20 pounds of fat in, uh, in a week or something. Mm. If I were to just say that it's an empty claim, so I need to back it off with proof as well. And then one of the proof elements could be, well, it works because it uses some special type of ingredient found in the Amazonian jungle that right. not many people know about. And then here are a lot of studies that show uh, how the, this ingredient basically works to lower some hormone that uh, makes you lose weight. And then, but you know, some, this isn't enough in most cases. So you come up with two other uh, proof elements. One of them could be, yes, well, it also uses a very uh, safe manufacturing process in which it's not contaminated with lead or something. I'm just making this up, but you yeah, get the yeah, idea. Yeah. So you're building like a case for yourself in most cases. And then after this part, this is the most difficult part to create and the most the part that needs the most creativity and the most research. Because after it, you start transitioning to a product uh, that's still relatively um, uh, creative. But then once you got to the, the closed section, the product reveal section and the closed section, it's relatively formulaic. You always walk people through the same steps basically you introduce the product you uh show the unique selling proposition like how it's different and, and what makes it unique um you uh basically describe the features and benefits and the benefits of the benefits uh you you know present uh, some sort of risk reversal you give them call to action you give them more urgency more proof uh, hey, elements. slow down slow down slow down <laughs> sorry <laughs> can keep up like this so uh let's go like so what do you put in the different parts so let's let's restart so you have the, the headline then you yes. have the lead yes and uh, so the part that we talked about with the three cases that's the marketing the, argument that's the marketing yes. argument so we have the marketing argument where yes. we give three reasons why this particular product works well at and least then, yes mm-hmm. at least three and then after that what do we have After that, we have some sort of uh, transition to how the whole marketing argument connects to the product. And again, this can be done via a story like, you know, after I discovered these things, uh, I felt that it's my obligation to create a product like that. And so many other people were asking me to share this with them. So I shared it with my friend. So there is like a link between uh, yes. how you discover that and yes. the data and the studies and the benefit to why you've created something. Yes. And then at that point, there is the product reveal. Yes. But it's very important that this part isn't abrupt. It's, it's not like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you all these things. And now introducing product. Right, right, right. There needs so, to be a transition. There. Yeah. And it needs to be like a logical reason why you create it. So it's not like you created a product to make money, but you created a product because you discovered something really interesting. That people needed to know. That I people needed to know. People yes. needed to know. Or I started talking to some friends and I was recommending it to my friends yes. and they were having great results. So I said, okay, this needs to be out there more. Yes. Or a common thing that you see in the financial markets, for example, is that I discovered a secret algorithm on how to trade stocks, for example, and right. big, big, bad Wall Street fat cats don't want you to know, or big pharma doesn't want you to know. So now it's my obligation to share it with you. 
Yeah, yeah, we can see this over and over again. Yes, yes. that's definitely that part we can see over and over again. Okay, so then after the transition, we get on the product reveal. Yes. What are the elements or the things to put in the product reveal? Uh, well, you can have you can make this simple and you can make this complicated based on how long and complicated the message is. But in most cases, I would say you definitely need to highlight your unique selling proposition, mm-hmm. which is like what unique benefits you offer uh, that other products don't offer. And this has to be connected to your headline, to your big idea. Then you give a brief product overview because you know people need a high level overview like what it is and you give like a high level overview of like the features the benefits but what most people neglect is that they just say feature and they just say benefit but they fail to neglect the emotional side of the benefits or the practical side of the benefits how it's dimensionalized how it will make you like for example let's say here's an iphone the feature would be that it has a 2900 milliamp hour battery let's say the benefit is that you have all day battery life yeah. but the practical benefit of this is that so you so you no longer have to worry about uh you know um always having a charging cable with you right and the emotional benefit is that so that you'll be uh you'll feel confident that uh, you'll be able to um, have like all day better life and you'll be able to be reachable all day without worrying about, you know, losing. Well, you can life. watch your favorite shows for hours on your phone. Yes. And switch off, unwind and relax uh, without uh, um, the phone dying. Yes. Even if you're on a, on a plane or on the road. Yes. Now, and- that's- and we can go even higher. We can say so that you can spend more time with your family or, or people who matter the most or something. Or maybe not in this case, but like, uh, you know, you can make more money because uh, you'll be uh, a well-connected business person or something. Right, right, right. So you can, we can definitely discuss scale the benefits. So it's not just about the feature and the benefit, but it's also taking the benefits beyond. Yes. Um, so that's in the product reveal. Then what yes. do we have next? Uh, I would say we still have some elements in the product reveal. It's okay. very important to explain how to use the product, especially if it's more complicated, because most people... They just say, hey, here's the product, it's especially if it's an information product or coaching program. Here's the product. But they assume that people will be able to use it on their own. But if you describe how it works, people already start, you know, uh, almost hypnotizing themselves. They put themselves in the position of using it. And then uh, the product reveal part also includes bonuses. Very important. Right. So before we move to the bonuses, uh, for example, it's like saying... Uh, uh, so when you will log in, first you will see this dashboard, mm-hmm. and in the dashboard you. Yes. Uh, just a second. I lost audio connection. Is it me? Yeah. Okay. Now I can hear you. I don't know what happened there. Okay. Go back. Okay. My, I can hear you again. My laptop decides sometimes to switch automatically to my earpods. Oh, uh-huh. even if they're closed in the case. Ah, wow. Is a, is a, it happened a few times. So never during a podcast interview. Though. <laughs> so what I was saying is um, you will find uh, sometimes uh, um, the, um, what I was saying? Um, what was I? Right, the benefits, we're at the, at the emotional benefits. So, part of the emotional benefits, and, ah, uh, no, in the, 
in the showing people how it mm -hmm. works. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So it could be like first you will log in in this dashboard, yes. then you will complete the onboarding training, which will help you give X, Y, and Z. There will be three five minutes videos that you will have to watch to begin, and then you will join the Facebook community. Mm -hmm. It's be kind of like is that what you're saying? Let yes. That journey that they're yeah on. painting the picture of their future life, like how it will look like, because a lot of people have uh, anxiety to buy something, especially online. Even today, like they feel they, they're afraid that they're gonna get scammed or like. Yeah. You know, marketing is always hypey, but then what if uh, the the guru or the seller doesn't uh, deliver? So if you you can alleviate these these anxieties by clearly like lowering uncertainty, people want to lower uncertainty. So after this part, you introduce bonuses, but you can also uh, give them, you know, uh, social proof elements here. A few people who've used the product, some testimonials, and uh, and also a reason why this is better than anything else, which is connected to the main marketing argument again. And then we're done? No, no. very far from it. Now okay. we shift into the closing part. Okay, so now that's the product reveal. So we have, uh, uh, we finished with the social proof and bonuses, and then we're going into the closing part. What, what are the elements of the closing part? Yes. So what I like to use, and uh, people are going to find a checklist to this. So all the things that we're talking about, uh, there's going to be a show note in the show notes section, a link that basically includes my full like 50 part checklist that basically has all the important elements that you need broken down into these, these major components. But what I like to use in the closing section uh, is first a price anchor and a price drop. And also a reason why behind this discount. So every single good sales letter anchors the value of the whatever you're selling high and then the good ones give logical reasons why there is uh, a price drop it's not like normally ten thousand dollars but now you can get it for 99 because like why it mean it must mean it's cheap or something yeah what's the, what's the catch yes but if you say normally i charge i don't know um $25,000 for a mastermind meet for a, for a year long mastermind. And I charge, let's say $2,000 per hour for uh, consulting. But since, you know, this is going to be a group coaching program, I can obviously lower the price because, um, you know, we're going to be focusing uh, on teaching in a leverage way. Uh, and then that would normally I would charge $5,000 for this. But right now, because I want to uh, make sure that everyone in my audience gets a fair chance, especially, uh, let's say, during COVID to give this a shot. Uh, you know, right now you can get it for $2,000. Uh, but if you act within 24 hours, I'm also going to give you like a cool fast action bonus so that you can get it for $1,000. Like, for example. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So you're always justifying why yes. there is uh, that discount. And I like the way you know, sometimes when you're talking about price anchoring, which is putting an higher price first mm -hmm. uh, linked to the value, as you mentioned, um, you know, sometimes people do the price anchoring with the, val the total value of the package mm -hmm. that they will have. So if you were to buy this separately, mm -hmm. it will, like if you were to buy all of this together, it will cost you X, but... Uh, for the offer that we are doing is going to cost you why uh, what i liked is also the how it was anchored linked to other services mm -hmm. that you mentioned so one-to-one -one, i charge x 
So you anchor the price of the one-to-one, but you're selling something different. However, the same, the value is still yes. the first number that you said, even if the product is not the same, yes. even if what you're offering is not the same. Yeah. So this is very important because people, when they see a, a pure discount, they tend to discount the value of your product itself. Mm-hmm. But in this case, we are giving them a discount, but we're positioning a whole new class of product. It's like, hey, one-on-one this, but you can still get 80% of my one-on-one attention, but at like 20% of the price, because this is different. Got it. Um, Perfect. Yeah. But that's the closing part. Any other element on the closing part? Yes, where there's like 15 elements and this, is, this was only the second element. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yes. And this is relatively formulaic. So uh, instead of giving all the 15 elements of the closing part, because then people can go into, can you give me the, the top three most important that are left? Yes. Yes, I would say the price anchor is one of the most important things here. Obviously, the other important is the call to action. And you can have multiple call to actions. Like I used to, I I like to use at least three. So I give the first call to action after listing all the bonuses and everything. Mm -hmm. I give another call to action after uh, introducing um, the guarantee and some scarcity elements. And I give one more call to action at the end after a bunch of other extra social proof. So this would be the second important. And again, there's a whole science to call to actions and how you do them. But uh, even if you just, the, the, the main idea is that you just have to be direct about it. Stop selling from your heels as some copywriters tell it. It's like you have to specifically tell them what to do. So click the green button right now, and then you'll get to a secure checkout page with, in which you're going to fill out your uh, order info. And then you're going to get a welcome email in which you're going to have instant access to the product. Again, so immediately spell out what yes. I need to do. What yes, I need to do is it's spell important because you're lowering uncertainty and people don't like uncertainty. Yes. Like the stock market also performs the worst when it's uncertainty. Yeah. Um, and the th- third major thing that I would include is um, what we call the crossroads close. Um, and this has several versions to it. Basically, the idea is that you uh, give them a choice. Nobody wants to be forced to buy something. They want to feel like they're making their own internal choice. And this goes back to the internal motivation science that I talked about in the beginning of the podcast. You want to create the illusion that people are doing this because they themselves want to. And -hmm. if your marketing argument was good, they will feel like, yes, I finally see the light. I tried a lot of things before, nothing worked for me, but this is different and this is superior. So I finally have hope again that this will help me. So you give them a contrasting choice. You say, Okay, so at this point, this presentation is over. Obviously, I cannot force you to do something, but you have two options. One, option one is that you do nothing. You continue the same thing. You are going to continue suffering. You're going to keep missing out on life. You're going to keep, you know, you list all the pain points that basically you talked about. Uh, And yes, you can go to Google and try to find this, all this info for free and everything, but you're probably going to fail and all these bad things are going to happen to you. Or you have the second option, which is to give this a risk-free shot. And this goes back to the, again, a very important thing is to give them risk reversal, a guarantee or something. So you can try this risk-free. You don't have to commit to it right now. You just give it a try, an honest try. And I promise you'll love it. Uh, it's going to change your life in so many ways. And the contrast is going to be nine and day. Now, I 
you know, it's obviously your decision, but you have to do something because if you don't some don't do something, then it's it's losing by default. Yeah, yeah. So you're giving them, so you're putting them the options. So you're yes. getting them to compare the options. Yes. So what do you want to do? Now you can you can either buy or don't buy. If you don't buy, you know you know what's gonna happen. Yes. What do you have right now? And yes. it's gonna get worse. If you yes. buy, give it a shot. And if you have yes. a guarantee, a risk free, then it makes it easier for people to buy. So now we have uh, all the different elements uh, from from the copy. And make sure that you go in the link in the show notes. Um, if you don't have, uh, uh, if you're listening to it, you can go to gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting iPhone secrets. So it's gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting iphone secrets so the, the link the, the link is there in the show notes i have one question before we wrap up because uh, you mentioned at the beginning that the most important part is that that top headline mm-hmm. can you give an example of a good headline that because you mentioned that you know you, you talk about the pain and also the desire but that's not enough it needs to be something more so can you give an example of a really good headline that you maybe have built recently Yes. Breaking it down while we are here on the call. Yes. So, you know, when it comes to headlines, there is no certain like setting stone science to it. There are several tools that you can use to come up with a headline. But one thing I really, really want to stress is that um, templates don't always work for headlines. You see, that's what people want. People, the lazy ones, they always want a copywriting headline template or formula or something. And I also have a very popular blog post on my site, even a separate lead magnet that talks about 39 proven headline formulas. But essentially, what you're trying to do is to hook people emotionally by by teasing something uh, that's different and superior. And it has the chance of being really the thing that they want in real life. So let me give you an example. It's a recent, uh, the headline for a sales page I wrote at uh, late last year for the Strategic Alliance Live conference. Uh, and I don't have my, sh- my screen shared here, but basically it has uh, three main elements. It has the pre-headline, the main headline, and the uh, post-headline. And the pre-headline, what I like to use, and I learned this from Clayton Makepeace, a legendary copywriter, is to give some sort of proof element immediately because the main headline is going to give uh, a big promise. Mm-hmm. So you counterbalance it with some sort of immediate proof element. Um, and this is especially true for cold traffic. You can also qualify people in the headline. You, you see it in the pre-headline. You see this all the time. Attention, business owners, making... Do you have the example now that we can read yes. together? In my case, it was... I have, it was a testimonial, a quote from Jay Abraham, which a lot of people in this market know. It's a very, very high level marketing strategist. And the quote said, I have generated for my clients over $2 billion with this, and it costs nothing out of pocket. So Mm -hmm. this is a huge proof element because it's Jay Abraham. And it says with this, well, what is this? I have to read. What is this? I don't know what is this. And now comes the main headline in bigger font that says, give me 15 minutes. And I'll show you a risk-free way to acquire a surge of new buyers for free without posting on social media, running paid ads, doing content marketing, cold outreach, webinars, or even building a list. 
So mm-hmm. it's a pretty big promise, although it's true, absolutely no. true. It's a big true, promise. True. Knowing, knowing, knowing Tom and the Strategic Alliance Live, yes, it is true. Yes, but that's why I use the pre-head, a proof element pre-head. Uh, but even still, it's a pretty big promise. And the post-headline, I wanted to counterbalance this by shifting away from promising them uh, a transformation to shifting into a unique mechanism. So instead of focusing, and the main sales page, it didn't focus on the promise. It focused on the mechanism behind the promise. So the post had said, sounds like a pipe dream. This is a preemptive objection handling element as well. Yes, it is. Sounds like a pipe dream. Not if you use a simple new risk-free strategy called leveraged acquisition. And then there was a little red arrow to indicating to read more. This was the above the fold element. That's so, brilliant. That's brilliant. So um, you broke down the you the headline in three parts: massive social proof that creates curiosity. Yes. Big statement and big promise. Uh, get what you want without. Uh, yes. Things that uh, you know that a lot of people are yeah. doing that might not give them good results, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Handling the objection that can come up with is this too good to be true mm-hmm, with a call to action to read more. So it's selling the headline is selling, as you mentioned at the beginning, to read the content of the page. Yes. And uh, then almost almost as, as important as the headline is the first, let's say, one or two lines of copy that begin the sales message. So let me just read it to you like two sentences. So mm-hmm. this is how I follow up this. I say, dear friend, if you're sick and tired of inconsistent cash flow in your business, one of the biggest pain points, this is going to be the most exciting message you'll ever read. Here's why. In this letter, you'll discover a unique method on how you can piggyback off of someone else's business assets in a way that guarantees you dozens or even hundreds of new buyers in as little as a few days at zero cost. And then it continues. But you see, this is the lead part here. And the yeah. lead, what I'm doing is that I'm building a curiosity and desire for them to read more and more and more. And every single sentence, basically, its job is for people to read the next sentence and the next sentence and the next one. I love it. And what we're going to do, everyone, we're going to put also as well the link of the Strategic Alliance Live um, uh, in the show notes so that you can actually read the entire copy that Chaba wrote. So you can have a look and uh, uh, see all these elements that he mentioned with the resources. Now, there is so much that we can talk about about copywriting. I know we just literally skimmed the surface, but I think that with what we cover today, if someone wants to have a mental checklist, now it has it. So you're talking with, uh, you know, you got the headline, then you're going with uh, the the story and the transition part uh, of your um, the the hero's journey, introducing uh, the major what you discovered and the major benefits that are coming up. Then introducing the product, then going to the close. Uh, and I know I'm not giving it justice justice with the summary right now. So. If someone wants to reach out to you, I'm going to direct them to the link so you can have actually the checklist of the creation of this page, of a a long-form sales page, which is gameofconversions.com. So it's with the final S, gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting hyphen secrets. So gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting iPhone secrets. 
And then what, what they can what can what can they expect there? What what, do, what are they gonna get? When oh, they're in for quite a treat because I've put all the best insights and 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 the discoveries that I that I uncovered during my hundred day proven sales letter breakdown challenge into a neat little cheat sheet. I call it the secret copy recipe. And it, uh, first of all, it gives you the best lessons that I learned from this, but it also gives you this, uh, this whole ultimate persuasive message template, uh, that we talked about in much more detail. And it also gives variations of this main structure. It also shows you how you can use this, this similar structure in a Facebook ad or in a YouTube ad or in a sales email or in an advertorial or something so that you still like, okay, like you have to cut down the long form sales message into just 500 words. Like, what do you include from these things? What are the most important elements? And as a super bonus, like people also get uh, my, uh, it's a 27 uh, like part checklist on diagnosing your copy. So a bunch of questions that's going to help you discover uh, which part of your copy is weak and how you can improve it. And of course, you're also going to get like, uh, uh, all the videos dripped out to you, all the 100 videos. That's, that's a must-have. So game of conversions, so gameofconversions.com forward slash copywriting iPhone secrets. Chaba, it has been an incredible pleasure to have you on the show. I'm glad we managed to be able to do this interview and uh, talk about copywriting. It is a must skill to have um, in particular because uh, every time you write something, whether it's on social media, whether it's uh, for a long form sales uh, letter like we did today, um, that's the skills that you need to get people to not just read, but read and buy, which is two different things. If you want someone to buy, there is very different game. So I'm glad we had this conversation. Uh, reach out to Chaba. The links uh, and also his social media are going to be in the show notes. So Chaba, thank you very much. Thank you so much as well. Loved it and uh, take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hope you enjoyed. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't uh, left us a review yet, make sure you leave us a review. Um, that's uh, good for the show. We know that the shows are really, they, they are the li- reviews are life and blood of uh, the life and blood of every show. So if you enjoyed, you found value, then uh, go right now, hit the review button and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a genuine review. It's good for the show and it's good for the guest and it's good for my ego as well. So I really appreciate it. Now it's time to wrap up. Until next time, always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.